Welcome back. Episode 2. January 9, 2018. 9.49 a.m. Matt called. He's updating me on what we need to do and what we're going to do. I'm so appreciative of all he is doing. February, March, and April, we visit the cemetery just as we would for the holidays, for birthdays, for just because. May 4th, 2018, 1.50 p.m., I called Matt to check in with them to see how things were progressing. 1.55 p.m., Matt called me back. He said he's planning to go out there and dig up where they said they cut down that tree. I know there's never been a tree there in that area, but we have to prove to them so he wants to prove it even if he goes to jail. I don't want the man going to jail because of me. So when I hung up the phone from him, I talked to a friend that was at my house and he told me, Matt doesn't have to dig anything up. My friend said, I have a probe. A probe is a long round pole that you can stick in the ground to check to see if there's any gas lines, tree roots, and other things before you dig. My friend went to his truck to get the probe. May 5th, 2018. This evening, Madison and I went to the cemetery and took pictures of her putting the probe in the ground. How it works is you stick it in the ground. If there's anything in the way, it won't let the probe go down in the dirt. Driving home afterwards, I felt really good about it because we did not hit any tree stumps. Tree roots are twice as big as the tree. Three years marks today. May 9, 2018. We went to the cemetery to take more pictures of the probe in the ground. In the same area, but further over. I am doing everything I can to cover everything before we have to prove to them they are wrong. May 11, 2018, 2.14 p.m. I called Matt today to let him know about the probe and that we went to the cemetery to see how it worked and we took pictures. I told him when he is ready, he could meet me out there to use it for himself to see if he sees the same thing I see. As of this day, June 20th, 2018, I'm waiting to hear from Matt. All mixed up. I go to bed thinking about the situation at the cemetery. I wake up thinking about the situation at the cemetery. I just can't believe the people at the city hall wouldn't want to get this fixed. Something won't let me let this go. And I'm not going to. Because when somebody knows something to be true, you don't. I keep in mind too, I have talked to an elderly couple that also believes something isn't right at the cemetery. And when they told me they cut down a tree and where the tree was, then they covered a bare spot in the grass with dirt, then more dirt. That's how I know it's not right. I also keep in mind that where they said they cut the tree down at is not even where the location of the tree should stand if there was a tree there. 
That's what keeps me fighting even harder. They are wrong. I have mixed emotions about all this, but my gut just keeps telling me not to give up. So I'm not. My heart plays a bigger part in this. My heart aches for the people that have loved ones out there and they're in the ground in one place and their headstone is about 10 to 12 feet from them. How do the people of this city live with themselves? In 1999, Megan's headstone was in front of a street. Now it is across the street from other headstones. The beep couple, the years on their headstone are 1975 and 1982, years before Megan was laid to rest, man and wife. Their headstone was on the left side of the street, and now it's on the right side of the street, east and west street. I know other people have had to have concerns about this. I have pictures to prove what I'm saying. I keep saying to myself, I don't know why I have taken these pictures at a cemetery, but for some reason I have. Is this the reason? All this time, I've been giving these people the benefit of the doubt throughout all of this, trying to be a better person. And I just keep thinking, I have been patient for way too long. June 27, 2018, 2.05 p.m. Matt called today to let me know where we are with the case. He said just 10 minutes ago, he had called the city manager the one that's in charge now. He said, Steve called me back within 10 minutes of me calling him. Matt said, he sounds like a nice man. Matt told Steve what I have done, what my claims are, with Matt agreeing with me. Matt said, as I spoke to Steve, Steve knew of all of this with the cemetery. So it was no surprise to Steve. Steve told Matt, I will talk with Linda, Mark, and Stan and see where they are at. Steve is to return a call to Matt when he knows something. Matt mentioned to me, I will give him 10 days to comply, and then I will file litigation. I told him, yes, move forward. He said, I explained to Steve that we can all avoid the courts. He then said, I'm just going to wait. He's going to give Steve 10 days to comply. The 10th day will be from June 27th to July 12th or the 16th due to the 4th of July. I am definitely happy to get this call. I'm so relieved after all this time, someone is finally listening. Someone is finally on my side. Thank you, Matt. As I wait for the call, anxiously waiting, I'm thinking, through all this, these people have given me nothing. I have a lot of negative thinking. On holidays, I would put an ornament, a windmill, a little something under the tree where the headstone should be, to be removed. In the past year, because they did not want to help me and I had to hire an attorney, the day I did, 
I stopped putting trinkets under the tree because I didn't want to influence on anyone's decisions that needed to be made. After I talked to Matt, he told me he had talked with Steve, the new city manager. On July 4, 2018, we put an American flag under the tree where Megan is, but her headstone isn't. Even after giving them the benefit of the doubt, within two years that this started, and now hopefully coming up to the end, my heart still gives them the benefit of the doubt. July 17, 2018, 4.03 p.m. My attorney called today to tell me that the city manager did call him back. Thank God. He also said that he and the city managers Steve are going to be meeting to look over pictures and talk about what needs to be done to see who's right and who's wrong. Well, I already know who's wrong. Matt said too, I told Steve, if there was a tree there, your workers did a very fine job of chewing up even the roots of the tree. He said Steve got quiet. He went on saying that Steve sounds like he's a nice man for now. He said they all said they were sorry for your loss. I replied, why didn't they say that three, three and a half years ago? Matt replied, sometimes it takes getting an attorney. July 30th, they will meet. So in that, until then, keep us in your prayers. July 24, 2018, 2.03 p.m. I called Matt to let him know I'm going to be dropping off the pictures from when we used the probe. Matt's out this week on vacation, so I took them in to give them to his secretary. He's going to be back on the 30th. July 30th, 2018, I believe today is the day in which my attorney is to meet with the new city manager. I didn't hear anything back from him. I'm thinking, did I get the dates, the days mixed up? But either way, I believe my attorney will call me as soon as he's done talking to Steve. So I wait. As I wait to hear from Matt about the meeting with the new city manager, over the city wanting to deny anything was wrong. It's a meeting of who's right or who's wrong. I have mixed emotions of relief, anger, stress. I'm overwhelmed. I'm crying. I have a heavy heart. I'm confused. Why wouldn't they want to fix this? Why didn't they try harder to resolve this three years ago? July 31st, 2018, 8.20 a.m., maybe today, maybe it's today. At the end of this day, 6.27 p.m., no call from the attorney. A new day, August 6, 2018. I haven't heard from the attorney. I haven't heard anything. The closer it seems I get to the end, the further away it feels. Will it ever be over? At the end of this day, I have not heard anything. 
I'm looking at it as no news is good news. I have to believe that. August 7th, 2018, 11.31 a.m. Matt called. I'm happy to see his name come across the caller ID. He told me he's spoken with Stan. Stan is now working on trying to receive a approval to support the data to hire a JGBE engineer. He said he told Stan, this woman isn't doing this to try to get rich. She wants it fixed. They seem to want to do something now. And I do want it fixed. I want a public apology. I want no one else to go through this. This became to be a lot of unnecessary bullshit. Me and Madison are the ones that went through it. Her having to listen to it, having to see me cry over it all, being stressed out over it all. So unnecessary. Matt spoke of his surgery and he would be out of the office, but there would be someone there to help me if I need the help. I wish him well in a fast recovery. I wait. It really messes with my mind that it seems like I'm fighting this fight for my baby and I'm fighting alone. The rest of August went. September 12, 2018. Still, no news is good news. I pray Matt is doing all right. October 2018 came and went. November 15, 2018, Matt called to update me about what Stan told him. He said that Stan said he had asked Linda to get a surveyor to survey the area in the cemetery, but she has retired. My thoughts were another setback. How convenient for Linda. November 16, 2018, Matt called to tell me the update of him talking to Stan. I told him about the picture I have from 2004 that shows where the other tree stood, and the east-west street isn't showing in the picture. I have turned everything every which way to be able to prove this. It's nowhere near where they said they cut down a tree. Matt asked me, can you go to the cemetery and use the probe of where the second tree was? The tree that was cracked in half from a storm we had prior to the floodwaters we had in 2015. I have not been able to go out there and use the probe in the area yet because of the water that lays on the ground for days or a week at a time after it rains. And lately we've been getting a lot of rain. Matt said, Stan's getting a surveying company to go out there and survey it. I thought, wow, it's about time. Matt asked me, call me every other day starting the Monday after Thanksgiving to keep me busy on this. Try to get it done, get it over with, get it resolved. I agreed. I told Matt it's coming up on four years and it's been way too long. November 27, 2018, 3.52 p.m., first call. 
I called Matt today. I left a message and Matt called me back at 4.25 p.m. He said, I called Stan yesterday and left a message and Stan called me back today. He's going to talk to B surveying and give Matt a call tomorrow. Stan also said he would talk to Mark about cutting down the tree. We will wait. Tomorrow will show just how much they want to cooperate. November 28th, 29th, I have not heard anything. November 30th, 2018, 2.23 p.m. I called Matt today. I left a message. He did not return my call today, but I'm sure he will call me back on Monday, December 3rd, 2018. December 7th, 2018, no call back from Matt. December 10th, 2018, 2.50 p.m. Matt called and said he still has not heard anything from Stan. I'm not surprised. Matt's just getting a taste of what they put me through the first two years. December 20th, 2018, 10.45 a.m. I called Matt. He's in court. I left a message. He will call me back. One week, one day, no call back. I know why my, Matt isn't calling back. It's because he doesn't know anything because the city isn't calling him back. Two weeks ago, this past Friday, January 4th, 2019, I haven't heard anything until today. Matt called and said, when I talked to Stan today, I told him we were disappointed that he didn't call us back when he said he was going to on November 28th. 2018. Stan told Matt he had lost his phone number. Oh my gosh, was my thinking. You have got to be kidding me. Really? January 8, 2019, 2.10 p.m. I called Matt today. 3.19 p.m. he returned my call. He told me he hadn't heard from Stan. I get so emotional having to deal with this. But hopefully, because it's coming up to four years, it can be resolved. Thank you, Matt, for getting back to me. The stress of all this is getting the best of me. January 11, 2019, 3.11 p.m. Matt called today to say, I talked to Stan and we are going to be meeting on Monday or Wednesday. He also said, Stan did not give me a time of when or where, but as soon as he knew, he would let me know. I was happy to hear that. January 14, 2019, 10.02 a.m., Matt called and said, we have an appointment on Wednesday with Stan, Mark, myself and you at the city hall at 2 p.m. I'm so excited right now. Maybe we can move forward and get this done. My thoughts. 
Today, January 15, 2019, at 4.44 p.m., a news segment came on TV about the city of Beep having a flooding problem at the cemetery. My baby cemetery. I stopped to watch and listen. A lady said she'd visit the cemetery and the headstones were underwater. They are tilting and breaking due to the water. Beep, beep, news, beep, covered the story and said, the city said they would close the cemetery this spring to fix the drain system. My thought was, it's about time. My complaint has always been about the flooding of the headstones, but my baby's headstone has been misplaced because of the flooding of the headstones. January 16, 2019, 9.25 a.m. I called Matt this morning to see if he saw the news segment from yesterday evening. He replied, no, but my receptionist saw it and called and told me about it. I asked him, is this going to hurt us in any way? He said, no, if anything, it's going to help us. I was definitely happy to hear that. He said, the meeting today is just about who's right and who's wrong. He said, I will call you back as soon as I know exactly where to go. I said, okay, and we hung up. 9.33 a.m., Matt called back and he told me the address and what the building looked like. I said, yeah, I think it's the same building I met them at a couple years back. Matt replied, yeah, it probably is. We said our goodbyes and hung up. I arrived at City Hall at 1.36 p.m. I waited for Matt in the lobby. Matt arrived and we went upstairs to Stan's office. He did say he had gotten a surveyor from beep, beep, surveying. The event of the meeting. We met with Stan, Mark, and the new lady now named Vanessa. I talked to them with my attorney to find out if they were going to admit fault over the headstones being flooded and out of place. Stan had a sheet of paper saying he has a survey company survey the area and we are admitting that there are headstones that are out of place. He then said, we are going to work with you to get this resolved. And I'm so appreciative of that. I'm so happy that they admitted fault. When he told me that they were going to move the headstones back, I asked, what about the others? My attorney looked at me and I knew then I shouldn't have said anything. Matt said, Emily, let's worry about getting Megan's first. I said, okay. As Matt and Stan talked, I felt a sense of relief. Wow, I felt a sense of fresh air. I'm so excited that my baby's headstone is going to be moved back where it belongs. Stan said, Mark, when will you be at the cemetery? He looked at Mark and asked Mark, 
when you go out there, will you get her contact and call her? Mark replied, I'll be out there Friday. I gave him my contact number. My attorney said, at one time, her and her family were going to dig it up, move it back to where it belonged and suffer the consequences afterward. He said, we came to the conclusion not to do that. Matt then said, we went out there with a probe and probed the ground where you said you cut down the tree. There's no tree stump in the ground there. Mark and I talked about the second tree being cracked in a half from a storm we had years prior. The tree that's still standing is my baby's tree and has been since 1999. Stan asked, are the headstones being out of place ruined by the tornado? I said, no, the tree was cracked in half due to a tornado years ago, but the headstones were washed away from the floods we had back in 2015 to clear it up for Stan. But even after the admittance, as we talked about it, even when Matt brought up about probing the area where Mark said he cut down a tree, Mark is still saying, I did cut down a tree. He hasn't cut down a tree since the tree that was cracked in half in 2010 to 2011, not in 2016. I'm still a little skeptical about trusting them. January 18, 2019, 11.28 a.m., Mark called. He asked, are you coming out to the cemetery today? I said, yes, I can be there in an hour. Mark said, can we meet at 1.30? I said, I will be there. I thanked him and hung up the phone. 11.31 a.m., I called Matt. There was no answer. 11.32 a.m., I called Matt again. No answer. 11.33 a.m., I called Matt. Still no answer. Matt had offered me on Wednesday that if, he needed, if I needed him to go to the cemetery with me, he would. I couldn't get in touch with him, so I commenced going by myself, praying that I will be all right. 1.10 p.m., I pulled into the cemetery and while on the clock radio said 1.10, the time turned over to 1.11. Very good number to let me know that everything will be all right and to be strong, to be positive. I knew my angels were watching over me. I drove through the cemetery. I didn't see anyone. I drove around by where Wyatt is at rest. I then drove around to where Megan is at. I was looking to see where the surveyor marked where the headstones should be. I thought my mind was playing tricks on me. I saw red blocks drawn in the grass, even further away from where the headstones are now. I couldn't believe it. I drove away. I picked up my phone without knowing who to call. I drove back around to where Wyatt is and drove by hoping for a sign. 
As I pulled back up to Megan with a more calm tactic, I sat waiting, thinking maybe I should take a picture of until Mark arrives. As I thought that, I looked up and saw the city truck coming toward me. I waited for him to get out of the truck, then I got out of my car. I walked toward him. We said hello to one another and walked toward the red boxes. Knowing it was already wrong, Mark said, that's where the surveyor said the headstone should be. I said, I can't agree to that because that's even further away from where they should be. I turned and looked toward the tree and said, that's my baby's tree and I will point it out to you in a few minutes. The ground is covered in water. I said, I will also point out to you where the second tree is, or was. I walked toward the tree and I told him, I know that Megan's tree, because we used to park on that street and walk this little way to get to her headstone. We haven't walked between two trees in a long time. I stood where Megan's headstone what should be, and Mark stood where another little girl is laid to rest. I told Mark, all the headstones on that side of the tree should be on this side of the tree. The headstones should, to the south should be to the north. Then I walked toward where the second tree used to be. As I walked toward that area, I'm asking my angels to give me the words to explain this. As I asked, I glanced over to a folder Mark was holding. I saw a picture of the two trees and the beep headstone across the street from where the north tree stood. He slipped that picture onto the bottom of three or four pictures. I asked Mark, look at that picture you have there with the two trees. Mark held it up and I said, no, not that one, the one with the two trees in it. I said, look at that picture and tell me what that headstone across the street reads. As he looked at the picture, he said, beep, headstone. I said, the beep, headstone. I said, now I'm going to make like a tree standing here. Now look across the street and what do you see? He looked and said, beep headstone with his head hung down. I said, that's where your second tree used to be. I said, at one time you did cut down a tree, but it wasn't in 2016. It was years earlier. And if you did cut down a tree in that area, it was a tree that was planted and didn't have a chance to grow because of the storms. And that tree was about the size of one of the little trees. Mark just stood there looking at me. I stood there looking at Mark. I could hear my angels in heaven singing. I knew then I was on the right path. I said, there hasn't ever been a grown tree on the other side of the south tree, the tree that's still standing there. I said, Mark, you know from the word go of all of this, I just wanted it fixed. You people have lied to me. You people have misled me. 
You people even made me hire an attorney. You people were hoping I would go away. I looked at him and said, I can't do that. I can't just walk away and you know why I can't? I said, tapping at my chest, I said, I can't do that because my heart won't let me. Mark just stood there looking at me. I said, my family and I have even talked about having her exhumed to resolve this. And I don't want to do that, but it may come to that. Mark asked, is she in a vault? I said, I don't know. She's been there since 1999. He said, that's when I started here in 1999. I said, I know it's a law now, but I don't know if it was back then. We stood there talking for a few more minutes. I even apologized for being a big headache. But back four years ago, May 9th, 2015, I wanted it fixed. But the city has put me through hell. Mark said, Emily, we will get this taken care of for you. I thanked him as we walked to our vehicles, talking about the cold weather we were going to get for the weekend. 1.33 p.m., when I arrived back home, I called Matt. He's with the client, so I left a message for him to call me back. He did call me back at 5.19 p.m. When I answered the phone, Matt sounded a little excited, thinking they were going to help me. I told him what happened. He asked, did he say they were going to fix it? I said, Mark told me he will get it taken care of for me. <clears throat> Matt said, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful they will fix it. He said, I will wait for you to call me as soon as you hear from them to fix it. I said, okay. He said, I thought maybe years ago, maybe they had put Megan in a different spot back in 1999. He said, but you may have already have thought that. And I thought, no, my baby's been under the tree because of the very first picture I'd taken of the preacher standing by her casket as he was releasing her into heaven. Matt said, Hopefully they will fix it and it will all work out. We will wait and see. I thought to myself, I will give the city until February 1st, 2019. As time goes on, I'm still thinking, still giving these people the benefit of the doubt of all this time and they seem to be doing nothing. They seem to be stalling. I mean, what happened to Steve in the meeting they were going to have to prove who was right and who was wrong? Now we are back to Stan? The more I think about all this, I feel they keep slapping my baby in the face. From January 18, 2019, I waited only until January 28 for the city to call me. No call. January 29, 2019. 1.29 p.m. I called Matt today. He thought at first that they may have called me and we were getting it resolved. I said, no, I haven't heard from any of them. I said, last week I didn't function too well. I spent a lot of time laying around, not feeling too good. 
it's wearing me thin. I'm now taking a mild anxiety pill and I don't even like taking aspirin when I have a headache. Matt said, hang in there, Emily. He said, I will call them next week if he doesn't, if I don't hear anything from them or you calling me saying you heard from them. I said, okay. I said, you know, the news said the city was going to close the cemetery in the spring and dig up the street to fix the drain system. And I don't feel they should close the, the cemetery until they take care of Megan's headstone. I said, I just don't trust them. Matt said, no, they shouldn't. And let's hope they are being truthful. I said, I know. We talked a little longer than hung up. I have my trust issues with them because of the dirt pile and the tree incident. So distrustful, so sneaky. I have pictures too. I will wait to hear from Matt next week. I went to the cemetery just to check on things. They have trimmed the tree. February 5th, 2019, 8.51 a.m. Matt called today. I missed his call. He left a message saying, Hello, Emily, it's Matt. I called Stan as promised. I'm waiting for him to call me back now. So I wait for his call and I will call you as soon as I know something and I'll expect it to be this morning. Thank you. February 6, 2019, 2.55 p.m. I called Matt returning his call from yesterday. Knowing he hadn't heard anything from the city, he was in court, so I left a message with his receptionist. February 8, 2019, 2.26 p.m. Matt called to say, I just now heard from, I believe he said, I called Stan again, and Stan had been at home sick. Understandable. But Stan said, I'm not too sure of what's going on at the cemetery. I talked to Mark, and Mark said, Emily isn't going for where the surveyor said the headstone should be. Matt asked him, well, it being Emily's family's property, they have the legal right to dig it up, right? Stan said, yes, I believe so. I will talk to the city attorney and get back to you next week. Matt said, we're going to have to dig it up to see if Megan's there. Stan asked, if she's there, how are we going to be able to tell if it's her? Matt said, there's a Bible in her casket with her name engraved on it. Stan said, okay. Mark said he doesn't feel right about digging it up and it not being her. Matt said, we will have to wait and see if it is her. Matt told me, we will have to wait and see if anyone is there. I said, okay. I asked, will my daughter have to sign the papers to have the ground dug up? Matt said, I don't know, but we will find out soon enough. She might have to. I said, okay, I will have to give her a day or two notice of when. Matt said, let's take one step at a time and we may need her 
and we may not. I said, okay, thank you, Matt. You have a good weekend. He said, if you don't hear from me by Wednesday, you call me because I am swamped. I said, all right, I will. Hanging up the phone, I get so emotional. February 14, 2019, 10.30 a.m. I called Matt today. He's running out the door for court. He's not heard anything from Stan. He's going to see, he's going to call to see if he could reach out to Stan. February 18, 2019. I know why Matt isn't calling me because Stan isn't calling him. February 20th, 2019, 4.31 p.m. Still, I haven't heard anything. February 21st, 2019, 10.01 a.m. I called Matt. He's in court and still has not heard anything. February 22nd, 2019, 2 o'clock p.m., I went into Matt's office. His receptionist said Matt still has not heard from Stan. I said, yeah, they did the same thing to me the first two years, and it's frustrating. She said, yes, it is. I thanked her, and I told her to have a good day. It is frustrating. It's stressful. February 25th, 2019. 3.20 p.m., Matt called. He said, I called Stan. Stan didn't even remember having conversations with me three weeks ago. When they talked about Stan was going to talk to the city attorney and Mark about the laws of digging up where our property's at in the cemetery, I thought, are you kidding me? So unprofessional. Matt said, I will call the city attorney and stand to find out when they can dig the area where the surveyor said the body was, which she is not. Matt's going to give Stan this past week until March 4th, 2019. I replied to Matt, we may have to get tough with them. He agreed, then said, we may have to file litigation. Matt asked, you have talked to others at the cemetery about the headstones being moved. I said, yes, I did. I even talked to another young girl that was looking for her dad and thought he used to be by the tree. I told her to check the map of the cemetery over in the pavilion to see where he was. She thanked me and I walked away. Matt asked, I wonder why no one else is saying or having the concerns of the headstones being moved. I said, oh, I'm sure others have. They just don't have the pictures, so they have to be satisfied with the city telling them they cut down a tree. I also pointed out to Matt that in the pictures I took in 2015 of the flooding, there was no tree in that area in the spring of 2016 at Easter my family visit, and I put a pink bunny on her headstone. There was no tree there. But as the year went on, 
I met with Stan, Mark, and Linda at the city hall, and we went to the cemetery. That's when they said they cut down a tree. Then at Halloween, the picture shows a pumpkin on her headstone, and there's a pile of dirt in the picture. And the pile got bigger over a period of a day or two. The tree that never stood there. February 26, 2019. No call, meaning Matt has not heard from Stan. February 27, 2019. No call today either. Man, oh man. February 28, 2019. No calls. I haven't heard back from Matt, so I know he hasn't heard from Stan. March 1, 2019. It's now 3 p.m. Friday. Still no calls. Writing this at 4.35 p.m. and no call. This past Tuesday, my family and I have talked about filing litigation. So when I hear from Matt this coming Monday, that's what's on the agenda. March 4th, 2019. My heart races really fast when I don't hear from Matt, but I know what it means. He hasn't heard from Stan. It's frustrating. I'm hurt. I feel as though Megan's hurting too. People look at me at times and say, you look stressed. My only response, yes, yes I am. And I'm speaking to a friend and I told him, I don't remember what my life was like before I started this. And I just keep standing strong, falling apart every inch of the way. God help me. Feeling today as I finish writing the differences of pictures taken over the years to the ones taken in the past few years, I feel as though I'm playing a game of find the differences. I know I just have to keep moving forward on this no matter how much I get discouraged from the time consuming of it. I can't let it frustrate me. I need to think positive about this. The truth will prevail and we will get this fixed for Megan and the others. I'm going to fight this fight for Megan. No one on this, this earth is going to disrespect her. And that's how I feel, like they are disrespecting Megan and the others that are out of place. Why didn't they just do their jobs back when we first started calling? You have to wonder why they wouldn't want it fixed. It's like kicking my baby in the teeth along with the, along with the rest of them. And it makes me so darn mad. And I'm thinking about the meeting we just had recently with Stan, Mark, and Vanessa. Stan had some, said something that I just can't shake for some reason. He said, for some reason, we don't bury anyone in Babyland 6 West anymore. I have to wonder why. March 5th, 2019, 1.14 p.m. I haven't heard anything. 2.28 p.m., Matt called. He said, Stan has not called me back and let's file litigation. Matt said, I have not heard anything from Stan. 
which I knew he hadn't or I would have heard from him. Matt said, I hope to get this resolved without the courts, but Stan needs to shit or get off the pot. I replied, my family and I have talked about that and we agree to find out what it would take to file litigation. Matt said, the file is not really the issue. It's like $300. I will have to study up on the laws of the cemetery. What are your rights and what are the rights of the child? We will have to see what it is to exhume the body and file a CB case. I told Matt, when my daughter called back in 2017, when she talked to Linda, they told her it was $2,300. He said, I know we were trying to get this re resolved without the big expense, but Stan keeps saying that he forgets our conversation, he loses my phone number, and we don't get anywhere. I said yes, and it's exhausting. Matt said, I am working on a big case and I'm leaving town for a couple days. I will be back late Monday. Call me Tuesday and I will try to call Stan again and let him know. We tried to work this out without a big court deal, but my client is fed up and wants to file litigation. So as of now, I wait until next Tuesday, March 12, 2019. I will call Matt. 6.52 p.m. As I sit here to think about the ordeal over the past three years and 10 months, all I can say is, wow. Why wouldn't those people want their hearts to grow fonder and fix it? I could only imagine it's because they don't want to fix it or even mention it because of the dollar sign behind it. And that's why my heart breaks over this. Because our babies and our loved ones have a dollar amount on them. And that makes me so damn mad. March 6, 2019, 4.47 p.m., Madison and I went to the cemetery to probe the area where the second tree used to stand. We probed in three separate spots and, and in the spot where I suspected the tree to be, it did not go in the ground, but about six to eight inches. Madison even mentioned when it hit something, she felt it hit and it wouldn't go any further. It's exactly where I told Mark that day where the tree was. March 12, 2019. I did not hear from Matt today. He said last week he would try to get in touch with Stan one more time, which was today. And if he couldn't get in touch, he would leave a message saying his clock client is going to file litigation because she's tired of hearing the what what's. March 13, 2019, 1.42 p.m. I haven't heard from Matt, not yet anyway. March 14, 2019, 2.48 p.m., nothing. I'm staying optimistic. I'm staying positive. Positive thoughts, positive words, positive things. No call. March 15, 2019, 3 o'clock p.m. 
I thought, please call Matt. I know I sound desperate, but this has been back and forth, misleading, unnecessary time wasted, and it could have worked out so much more simpler. Nope, no word. I'm so stressed out about all of this. It's been a long week waiting to hear something, but I'm going to think positive that I will be able to get this fixed for Megan and the rest of them. I just have to get this fixed. March 18, 2019, 9.54 a.m. This morning, Matt called. I get so damn excited to see his name, especially after the past week, not hearing anything. Matt said he hadn't talked to Stan. He called Stan because, of course, Stan doesn't return calls. He spoke to Stan about proving where Megan's body was. Stan said, let me call you back. I will talk to the new city attorney. Of course, before I hired Matt, the city attorney was, beep, beep, but maybe they changed the attorney. I don't know. Matt said, and of course, Stan had to ask for my phone number again. Man, can't this man keep a phone number in his contacts? I said, it's probably because when you hang up the phone from Stan, Stan wads the paper up and tosses it in the trash. Matt agreed. We went on talking about our proof and probing the area where I suspected the second tree to be. I told Matt when we probed it, we found the tree stump. As we talked, Matt said, I am reading the laws about what we can what can be done in the other surrounding states that protest against these kind of cases. I said, I think the state of Arkansas protects against these kind of cases. He named a couple of others as we ended our conversation and hung up. About 45 minutes later, 10:39 a.m., Matt called back and said, the law's on our side, sounding excited to report that to me. He read me the law. As we talked about it, I got so excited. I could feel the excitement run all through me. Finally, 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 Matt said, Stan's going to call us back, back as soon as he talks to beep about what we can do. I replied, Okay, in a doubtful tone of voice, Matt chuckled and commented, we are not going to wait for him to call back. I took a sigh of relief and said, okay, good. We said our goodbyes and, oh my gosh, I'm having the most awesome day in a long time. Today, I'm not going to let anyone ruin the mood of the day. I have not felt like this in a very long time. I thank you, God. I thank you, Megan. I thank all of my angels. I said, thank you, Matt. Thursday night into Friday morning, it rained. We visit the cemetery. We have been trying to leave flowers on Megan and Wyatt's grave, and it's been so wet 
We were waiting for it to dry out. We went to the cemetery again on Tuesday. It's still wet, or at least in some areas. Wednesday, March 20th, 2019, we visit the cemetery. The city workers were there, so we waited until later in the afternoon to visit. I went home to cook dinner. After dinner, we went back to the cemetery. No one was there. As Madison was putting the flowers in her vase, I was standing there praying to my angels. I noticed a greenish black box. At first, I thought it was a metal box, but after I showed it to Madison, she walked over to it and described it as a heavy, sturdy plastic tackle box. We just thought it looked really odd. March 21st, 2019. We went back to the cemetery to take some pictures of the suspicious box, if it's still there. It was, it's still here. I took pictures and I'm thinking, Maybe it's for some kind of game because of the situation that I'm in out here. I really hope it isn't anything to harm anyone. I'm sorry for feeling that way. March 22nd, 2019, we drove through the cemetery. The box is still there. I gotten a little nerved up because I do not trust them to close the cemetery and dig up the streets to fix the drain system. See, the dirt situation in the area where they said they cut down a tree showed me. I couldn't trust them. And as of this day, March 27, 2019, I haven't heard anything from Matt, but I know he hasn't heard anything from them. March 29, 2019, 2.13 p.m. On this gloomy but anxiously waiting to hear from my Matt kind of day, Matt called. He said, I thought I would call to let you know because you deserve to know that Stan's going to get three different dates for their attorney to talk with me about the laws of what can be done. Matt said, I told Stan I have been studying the laws and it is a detriment, not an exclamation. And with that, all we need is next of kin signature and a funeral director to sign off. I said, okay. I believe Matt then said, Stan asked about how the baby passed. Matt said, I don't know how the baby passed because we never talked about it. I was quiet. Matt said, for an ex exclamation, we need a court order and that could get expensive. It already has been a big expense, not just for the monetary, but the stress, the sleepless nights, the anxiety, and most of all, I know my baby's not at peace and I'm not either. Matt asked, if we dig her up and not open the casket, would you be able to identify the coffin? I said, yes, I have pictures. I said, I know that sounds weird, but, and before I could finish, Matt interrupted and said, no, it's not weird at all. I would have taken pictures of my loved one too. 
Of course, talking to men, I feel my anxiety, my anxiety and stress level rise. I said, yes, I do have pictures. He said, then you will be able to identify it. I replied, yes, I will get the pictures out. But yeah, I will be able to. And in my mind, I, I can picture the little white casket as I was talking to him. I asked Matt, did Stan call you back or did you? He interrupted again and said, hell no. I said, oh, wow. At this time, Matt said, I will dock it for Wednesday and call Stan again. He told me we will do this one step at a time until we get it done. He said, get the pictures out. You have a little time, but get the pictures. I said, I will. I told Matt, thank you and have a good weekend. Matt said, you too, Emily, as we hung up the phone. I start to cry, thanking my angels and our dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for any kind messages or comments, you can email me at lowercase letters, Emily McMahon, E-M-I-L-Y, M-C-M-A-H-A-N, 208 at gmail.com. Thank you. Stay kind with your words. Until the next episode.